This is V, the three witch. This is Kylie, the D witch. Ha. How much D have you encountered exactly? <laughs> anyway, welcome to the <laughs> theater. <laughs> If I know of other 3D horror, horror movies. movies, I don't know. Like it was, it, they like to throw like because I didn't realize it was 3D until I looked up my thing, and then I was like, oh, that's why there was just like chunks of bloody flesh thrown at the <laughs> <laughs> the big old shotgun in your face at one point. Like, I mean, they use the 3D effects well, but I don't know I if suppose. that makes a good movie. <laughs> It made it really hard to rewatch because I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, it's not. We're talking about the 2009 My Bloody Valentine 3D. Oh, yeah. We didn't even announce what we were doing. I mean, if you've clicked on this episode at this point, you know what we're talking about. But. You know. You know. You, you, know. you know. You know. I actually took the liberty of watching the 1981 My Bloody Valentine, which was infinitely more enjoyable. Oh, you didn't like this movie? I did not like this movie. I loved this movie. Really? Is it just yeah. because of Jensen Ackles? It's a huge part. Oh, Lord. I mean, he do have lashes for days, but... Oh, the eyelashes! Yeah, he, I kept calling him Lashes. <laughs> <laughs> I call his character Tenson because his name's Jensen and the character is Tom. See, that's going to so, fuck I'll, me up because there's a character... I'll try to say Tom. Yeah, there's a character in a show. Uh, shout out to Avatar fans. Legend of Korra. Oh. One of the main characters' name is Ted. Don't you dare, woman! I know you don't like cartoons, but don't shit I up. just spit out my beer. <laughs> wow. Anyway. You made me laugh when you said... You called me out. It was funny. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck is going on. Johnson and I are just here hanging out. <laughs> with no one to talk to except each other. <laughs> That's okay because he's very witty. We're having mega Mercury retrograde issues. Even oh, and my, my, back, my background is Jensen Ackles. <laughs> Kylie, you really need to try and take a screenshot. <laughs> okay, I'll try. Uh, so, we'll just go ahead and start with our cast. Kylie, yes, where, where do you know Jensen Ackles from? I know him from um, the my complete <laughs> fandom for the show Super <laughs> In addition, he plays um, Dean Winchester, which is, he's kind of brute force of the team of him and his brother in addition i know him he is gonna be in the boys yes. the show on um amazon prime which i highly recommend i believe v likes it as well oh yeah i love that show it's violent as fuck but it's good oh it's so brutal so it's basically if superheroes were in our real world it's very cool and he's gonna be a superhero in the upcoming season there's been many pictures on Instagram of him with Keith, or not Keith Urban, Carl Urban, who plays mm. uh, the main the main good guy, whatever mm. you call him. And they're both so handsome, and it's he grows a he grew a beard for it, and yeah. I showed my mom, and I showed Jensen Ackles with a beard, and she goes, "Oh, honey," I said, "I know, mom, I know he's hot." I, I'm gonna have to look this up before we continue because he's he's one of those boys that I look at and I'm like, yeah, he's got you know some people no, look better he with is beard. So fine. All right, let's see here. Jensen. He grew his, he grew his hair out too, like mm. fucking Steve Rogers. No, no. Oh, I am offended no. for Jensen Ackles. How dare you? He looks so much better without this nonsense. Dude, he looks like stoned Keanu Reeves. Okay, well, that's pushing it. Okay, well, I'm super into it as someone who loves a beard. So. All right. I mean, I love a beard too, but 
I wow no no that boy did. It's a change though. It's a dramatic change. That boy does not need a beard. No no no. Oh that no. That thirty eight year old man does not need a beard. Sword. <laughs> anyway, who else? Uh, is it Keir or Care Smith? Kerr Smith. Kerr Smith. Oh, I was wrong. Okay, you know him too. I know him because he was in Dawson's Creek and he played Jack. And his, um, he was a gay character. They didn't start him out as being gay, but he became, he came out at some point in the series. And the first kiss between him and a man on there was the first male-on-male kiss on network television. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Hooray. It oh. was a, it was a big moment for gay rights, so. Yay. Cool. cool. Well, he plays a total ass wipe in this movie. Oh, he does. I was so hoping he was the killer. Well... I got news for you. <laughs> we'll get there. I know though. when I was watching it, I was very annoyed. Oh no! I like I have 1981 spoilers for you. Oh, don't tell. Okay, you can tell me. Yes. No, we're going to spoil both versions of My Bloody Valentine. So, um, believe me, it doesn't really take away from the film if you know the spoilers. In my opinion, if no, any- it was fun. This is a fun slasher. It, it, no. <laughs> okay. Hard disagree. All right. So our chicks that we got in this are Jamie King, Sarah Mercer Palmer. Oh, boy. Uh, She was in White Chicks and she was in Sin City. Okay. So she's a 2000s queen. Yes, definitely. And then we have Betsy Rue, who is, I had to look up and see if she was an actual sex sex worker. She was not. She has retired, though. She looks like it. Yo, I don't know the things you have to do when you move to L.A., honestly, so. All right, and then in a very original turn of events, we have Megan Boone as Megan. (laughs) 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 Who? In a jean miniskirt. In a jean miniskirt. And a t-shirt. She works at a grocery store and has a t-shirt that says, Time to Party. How professional. Like, okay. Okay, Megan, okay. She's also a bitch. I don't know about the real life actress. She's in Blacklist, apparently. She's like the main chicken Blacklist. Which oh, that's cool. I've heard good things about. I mean, James Spader is a lot to handle, so I don't know if I can watch that show, but. Oh, I like James Spader. All right, and then we got our old dudes. We have two main old dudes. Tom Atkins as Sheriff Jim Burke, who I like to refer to as the Appalachian version of Vincent Price, because that's exactly <laughs> what he looks like. I don't know who I who Vincent Price is. Let me look End of up. podcast. End of podcast. End. You don't know who Vincent Price is? Uh-uh. I have talked about Vincent Price before. That doesn't mean I know what he looks like. Oh, my fuck. I, I know his name. Okay, I, you're right. He totally, he's like the Walmart version of Vincent Price. For those of you who don't know who Vincent Price is, he is like, you know how we talked about in Color Out of Space how Lovecraft was the granddaddy of science fiction? Well, Vincent Price is like the the granddaddy of horror actors. Tom Atkins, Appalachian Vincent Price, uh, was also in... Why Hall- is he... Wait, why is he Appalachian? <laughs> They're in a mining community. Oh. I thought you meant... His look was Appalachian. I was like, no, he just looked like a normal old dude. I don't know what you're talking no, about. No, I'm just assigning him the region of the person he plays. Gotcha. Yes. Gotcha. Okay, yes. I'm with you. I'm no, with you. I believe me, Appal- Appalachia is beautiful, and a lot of the people there are really wonderful. Some are dickheads and don't understand what I don't know, it scares but... the ever-loving shit out of my city going ways, so I don't know. I mean, Charlotte, North Carolina is one of the financial hubs of America, and it's in yeah. Appalachia, so it's also really beautiful. Okay. Yeah, I might live there one day. Who knows? I'd go. I'd visit. I'd it's, visit you there. It's nice. I liked it. I liked it when we visited. Um, but Tom Atkins was in Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Uh, but I forgot to mention Betsy Rue, who is our, uh, like, sex worker gal. Not in real life. She was an actress. Not all actresses are sex workers. Or necessarily had to oh, do no. that to get there. Yeah. But uh, she was in Halloween 2, the same year that this... So it's Halloween 2, Rob Zombie's version uh, came out in 2009, and she did both of these movies. Um, cool. And then this other guy, I don't know how to say his last name. I'm very sorry about it. I would say it. Teague. Teague. Kevin Teague, who is in fucking everything. I feel like I see him in something once a month. He's just everywhere. 
You deleted my one note, which was that he's in Law and Order SVU. Uh, no, you put that note later in the notes, baby doll. I did I not sure delete. Did. Sh- I did not delete shit. <laughs> he is a serial killer in Law and Order SVU. Okay, okay. He okay. has a, a few, I believe, a few episode arc, and he like comes back later as like, oh, he's gonna escape. That you know, because it's Law and Order. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. They always escape. They they really have no issue escaping from these New York state prisons and federal prisons. Like, I don't understand it. I mean, also, in movies like this, the killer does not die from exploding gases and things like that. So it's 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 Hollywood, guys. Hollywood. Yeah. So for my money. Even though this is free on HBO Max, if you have HBO Max. Actually, we're doing a lot of good stuff on HBO Max lately. Y'all need to sub. It's worth it. HBO Max is one of the few that I'm like, it is fully worth it. It's totally, yeah, it's totally great. But yeah, I'm going to talk about, um, I watched the 1981 version, um, which is a, a Canadian horror movie. And it was oh. a fucking delight. Everybody says a boot and sorry. And it's great. <laughs> Welcome to my life with a Canadian dad. It's set in Nova Scotia. They actually filmed it in a Nova Scotia. Oh, Nova Scotia? They filmed it in a Nova Scotian mine. This little town decided when they heard there was going to be a movie filmed there, they paid to get the mine clean. And then the the movie. No, listen, they spent 50 grand on this. And then the director comes in and is like, this is not going to work. And they paid 75 grand to get it back to the way it was. Yeah, it was probably too nice. It was. You want it to look grimy and shitty. Come on. Uh, sweet little Canadian town. <laughs> Welcome to Nova Scotia. Oh, my God. Anyway. Um, oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, and I know you don't like him, but Quentin Tarantino said that yeah. My Bloody Valentine was his favorite horror slasher. And honestly, I think I like it better. I liked it better as what it is than Friday the 13th and maybe even oh. Nightmare on Elm Street. Not Halloween, though. Halloween still wins. I really enjoyed it. It surprised the fuck out of me how much I enjoyed it. And I was also watching this, like, tired at the end of the day when I should have been like, meh, and I loved it. Wow. I wish we had covered that one instead of the 2009 one. Okay, well, I don't because I have attachments to this movie. That's fine. I have absolutely no attachments. That's why I had Kylie do most of the summary here, because I have no attachments to anybody in this. Oh, I always do the summary. No, I'm sorry. I meant the cast list. Sorry, I misspoke. Oh, yeah. I was like, girl, who do the summary? I meant the cast list. I added my extras, because it was more important that I got in that he was in Supernatural. No, I know. And (laughs) Dawson's Creek. Actually, I found out that Jensen Ackles worked with Smith. Ackles! Whatever. He'll never hear this. Oh my god, if you hear this, hi. My name is Kylie, and I love you. I mean, I enjoyed your performance on Batman The Long Halloween, so. He played Batman, which was actually pretty fucking cool. He played Batman? He played fucking Batman in it. Yeah, there's a bunch of animated Batman movies, which are also on HBO, and the lo- he was Batman in The Long Halloween. Well, I don't watch animated. I know. Though. I know. I'm just well, that's really cool. putting it out there for anybody else who's interested. Although, I don't care that much. It wasn't that good. What, this or the Batman? Batman. This oh, too. Okay. <gasps> okay. No, this was, to me, this is just classic tw- 2000 slasher. Like, I, I don't love or hate it. I enjoyed watching it. It was brutal. I got so bored. <laughs> people being stabbed through the eye with a pickaxe and no i'm just saying so like it started strong and the more it just got more and more ridiculous because you know what this movie wants to be kylie this movie wants to be a netflix series this movie wants to be like a worse version of like stranger things i don't see that but okay we can go through it and you can point it out to me where you see that i mean it just got your two main leads are both from television drama series so just saying but that was Dawson's Creek. That was like 15 years ago at this point. Yeah. Jensen Ackles started on Days of Our Lives, apparently. Yes, he sure as fuck did. They've used that footage on Supernatural. That's why it's funny. <laughs> Holy shit. So we have a big fat spoiler ahead of time. Um yes. So Jensen Ackles' character, Tom, is the killer. He's the murderer. He's the, the murderer. I call him the miner throughout my notes. I like it. I like it. And um, that is a spoiler because of it will become clear as we go along at the summary. So 
Uh, Kylie, I apologize in advance for interrupting you a whole fuck ton about 1981 <laughs> facts. But no, I'm excited. I'm excited to hear the difference. Yes. The similarities are actually more. So. So, to begin the summary, there is a mine, Caven, and Harry Warden is the sole survivor. However, it comes out that the other miners were killed with a pickaxe. So, he murdered everyone else during a cave-in. It's a pretty bad intro, honestly, because it's just a bunch of, like, floating newspaper headlines and people mm-hmm. talking over it, and you're like, what the fuck is going on? And it's not even clear that Tom, Jensen Ackles' character, is involved until, like, way later. Wait, he was there? He caused the accident I didn't, because of his negligence. I didn't notice that. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Like, the open... It doesn't even open strong. No, it doesn't. So... But they're trying to do this, like, weird 3D effect. So all the, like, if yeah. you, you can tell where all the 3D is happening. So all the headlines are, like, floating in front of you. God, I wish I could have seen this in 3D, honestly, just for the laughs. I know. I hate 3D movies, though. I do, too. But I'm, like, it was so painful. It was bad. It was really, <laughs> it was really bad. So he is in a coma after these murders. Harry and, is. Harry, Harry I apologize. Harry is in a coma. But uh, not for long. He wakes up and attacks and brutally murders nurses and patients. Something like 10 people. And I want to know why the fuck we didn't get to see it. Like cuts them in half. Not just like murders. He like brutalizes people. Again, I want to know why we don't get to fucking see it. Like why didn't we get some malignant style like fucking. Because it looks ridiculous. Throwing chairs and like. Because it would be, it would have been amazing. No, they spent too much time doing bridge shots and like longing stares instead of showing actual blood. There was so much blood in this movie. I call bullshit. But like, why can't we like see the brutalized murder? Like, dude, like one occasional like pickaxe to the face. I thought it was too soon in the movie to show that much brutal murder, but that's just... I mean, see, and I thought that this was, like, part of the sequeliness to the 1981, but no, the story is exactly the same. Harry Warden is trapped underground with a bunch of other miners. It's... I don't know if it's that character's fault. He's called TJ in the 81 version. TJ or Jesse, as Sarah likes to call him. But Harry Warden is the miner that's being blamed for all this, but he's dead (laughs) he kills the other miners because he needs to eat them to survive that's what i was thinking yeah even in this one i didn't see the first one this one made me think he killed them to eat them they show a scene of a dude chomping down on a leg oh damn it's pretty great it's great yeah that it opens that way it's fantastic (laughs) so now we're at a group of young adults i would say teenagers but they're not teenagers because these people are all in their 30s when this movie is created i i think they did a decent job aging them down because i was very confused about people's ages although i was high when i watched this so <laughs> the first time anyway that's funny they're partying in the mine apparently um tom goes back tom jensen ackles tenson goes back to the car and his girlfriend goes ahead but she can't really find her friend she's calling for them she can't find them one of them scares her this random dude and gets a pickaxe to the eye and it's a 3D effect, y'all. It's great. It's pretty nuts. <laughs> it's so bad. I would say this movie would be better if there were no 3D effects. I feel like this movie would be better if it took itself less seriously. Oh, I didn't think it took itself that seriously, but okay. I think it, the the triangle ver like the triangle thing, the love triangle I thing that we're gonna that get to. I thought that was well done. I thought that was terrible. Oh, intrigue. We have a difference of opinion. I mean, there's definitely a lot of intrigue in this. Like I said, it's trying to be a TV miniseries, not a movie. The girl, Sarah, starts running. And I wrote, girl, that is not how you run for your life because her arms are flailing. She's like, I need people to stop looking back when they're running from someone. I get the intention. Stop looking back. Like, keep going. It's proven that you slow down if you look back. Keep going. That's final girl energy, though. It is. Like, right at the beginning of the movie. She isn't. Oh, I guess she is the final girl. Um, A. So um, some people are still alive. Kerr Smith, his girlfriend at the time, and Sarah are still alive. Um, Unfortunately, the girlfriend at the time gets a shovel through the mouth. Nope. 
It's not her. No, it's I a, thought it was it's too. It's a different girl. It's a different girl. It's a different blonde bimbo. Okay. So she gets a shovel through her mouth, and then in case Harry Warden didn't get enough out of that, he hits it with a pickaxe on the handle, so it cuts her in half. Not even in the half. Body it cuts slides her down. It cuts Oof. her from mouth down. It's pretty brutal. That's a brutal Always. way to die. Oh, and at this point, it's not Tom that's the killer. It's hair. It's actual. This Harry. is actually Harry Warden. Yeah, the, this is still the, Harry. The first murder is the first murders are Harry Warden. So, um, Tom is stabbed in the back with a pickaxe, which somehow he survives. However, the rest of them get out and they leave. They leave him. Yep. Um, Axel has hatred for Tom immediately. Oh, yeah. They did talk about that earlier. Axel doesn't like Tom. He calls him an asshole earlier in the day. Calls him a pussy. He calls him, well, you know, he's just not. He's not those things. He might be a murderer, but he ain't no pussy. Hmm. I also hate the term pussy, so. I do, too. Pussies are way tougher. That's what I feel like. Why do... Pussies are way tougher than a dick or balls, because guess what? Pussies push out a baby. Dick and balls right. do nothing. Hardly. I mean, nothing. Unless you use them the right way. (laughs) So the cops do show up. Um, They shoot Harry Warden. They shoot at him. He's going to kill Tom and they shoot him. He gets away in the mine. He runs into the mine, but then the mine caves in. However, the cops keep chasing him. So we don't. By the way, Tom gets Harry's blood all over his face. Now it's 10 years later. We're in Harmony. I assume West Virginia? I don't. Mountain Mama. Something in the Take mountains. Take me home country road. <laughs> Somewhere. It's Appala- It's general Appalachia. You know, mining town. Somewhere I would never live. Um. So the original 81 movie is Valentine's Bluffs, which makes way more sense for my bloody Valentine. I don't know why the fuck they changed the name to Harmony. This happened Maybe to be on less Valentine's cheesy. Day. That was the whole point. I know, but the town in 1981 is like, they, so, the town's called Valentine's Bluff, so they always had a big Valentine's okay. ceremony. And the murders did happen on Valentine's Day. That's part of the reason why there's problems later on, is because they haven't had a Valentine's Day in 20 years because of Harry Warden, and now that they are trying to, Harry Warden's coming back and killing everybody. Gotcha. That's, that's the whole premise of the 81 flick but i like valentine's bluffs better than harmony i think think harmony makes more realistic sense there's definitely places called valentine's in we have a hell michigan how is it hellish (laughs) it's it's the middle of buttfuck nowhere michigan so it's why do i feel like we just did like an abbott and costello thing (laughs) (laughs) jesus so it is the anniversary of the Valentine's Day massacre. So it's coming up on Valentine's Day. Um, they said that throughout that time, 22 men, women, and children were murdered by Harry. Yeah, when he came out of the coma. Axel, who was the first guy from the mine, he's now the sheriff. I wrote, quote, the guy who comes in is from Law and Order SVU. <laughs> so Kevin ben, Teague. Kevin Teague. His name is Ben in the movie. He comes in. Um, Axel, we find out Axel is cheating on his wife. He takes his mistress, Megan, who is way too young to be his mistress. It's kind of creepy. Is cheating on his wife with her. He takes her up to his dad's old cabin. Creeps. um, Creepy place. The only reason I'm mentioning this is because it comes back, but she gives him a Valentine's Day, like, chocolate heart box, like a stereotypical one. And she is pregnant. I like the way you put it in the notes. Her ego be prego. So Tom is going to sell the mine. His dad died. He wasn't there for the funeral, but now he's staying in a motel and he's going to sell the mine because I assume the the thing is that he doesn't want to stay there. He doesn't want any ties to there, which is completely. I mean, he's been gone for 10 years. Yeah, that's he, completely like, fair. He literally ran from his problems fucking like Simba and the Lion King. I would run from Harmony Appalachia as well, so. See, here's the thing, because he worked in the mines, he had a girlfriend, like, where did he even fucking go? But the girl, well, well we, we know, now. We do know. He, he, he was, he was getting help, but it, it didn't work. Well, it worked until he left. Yeah, he was in a mental institution for a long time. Seven years. So, Seven. three years he lived 
at some point before or after or in between. But seven of the ten years he was gone, he was in a mental institution. Do you think that means he killed somebody in the no. in-between part? No. Well, how else would I he think, get committed? I think he was hallucinating to that degree. If he was hallucinating to that degree, they will admit you. Where he's thinking. I mean, you can sell. I know you could check yourself in. I think probably he did. I get, I have a suspicion that he did kill somebody and he didn't tell anybody about it. He just checked himself in. Can we talk about it at the end? Because that's a really good theory. Thanks. You're welcome. We now have a very extreme sex scene. Um, a woman in a semi-older, not too much older man. And he leaves her and wants to break up with her. She runs outside completely butt-ass naked and <laughs> confronts him with a gun. And she goes to shoot at him. Someone pickaxes him through the head. The miner pickaxes him through the head. So I have so many things to say. This is where I'm going to talk the most. This is the only movie trivia I have about this whole film because a lot of it is stupid. Other than Jensen Knackles' co-star in Supernatural, also starred in a horror remake the same year he was in Friday the 13th. What's that guy's name? Jer- Jared Padalecki. He was al- Thanks. He was also in House of Wax with Paris Hilton. And the original House of Wax was Vincent Price. Full circle, bitch! <laughs> also, he was in Gilmore Girls. He's a very... Yes, I know. I did see him in Gilmore Girls, yeah. which I didn't finish, but you know. Okay, so my trivia for this. This is actually really fantastic trivia. So Betsy Rue, who plays Irene, and and she plays a prostitute. Wait, she's not a prostitute. She says she's not a prostitute, but he pays her. Good, good God, is this woman beautiful? Like, wow. But like, really? full she looks like rough as fuck to me. No. What? She looks rough. Why? I don't know. You have a thing against blue eyeshadow. I swear to God. Yeah, I do. <laughs> she's wearing blue eyeshadow. Kylie and I have had many conversations about blue eyeshadow and its merits. I think it's fun. Kylie thinks it's hilarious. I think the... No, I didn't say that, number one. (laughs) Number two, she has blue eyeshadow, thin eyebrows, bleach blonde hair, and is having sex for money. Like, I don't know what to tell you. She's not having sex for money. They're in a relationship. He pays her at the end to get her to shut up. That... And then she says, I'm not a whore. feels like a sex worker to me. She does feel like a sex worker. I think that she looks good. She has a nice body. She's a great Anyway. I mean, she is tiny. She is so skinny. Her boobs she are so is, perky. And she got a Brazilian. Oh, yeah. Like, she, y'all, you can see her pussy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. Like, that's why I was like, is this girl been in porn? Dang, she, she looks like a porn star. That's what she looks like. She looks like. like she's been, right. She Like, I had to look up. I'm like, was she a porn star? Like, how did they get her? Betsy Rue is not a porn star. But it was her idea to walk out butt-ass naked because they kept trying to take with her grabbing a bed sheet to walk outside, but it wasn't working. So she just committed. It was her fucking idea. I hated it. I thought it was outrageous and great. I thought it was so horror no kitsch. No one would like, do this that. This is the best part no of the movie. No one would this do is... that. Have you been to the seedier parts of your town? I've been to downtown Detroit, so yes. Yes, I have. <laughs> I believe it, I've honestly. Seen some, some sex workers in some skimpy-ass clothes chasing john's i've never seen someone butt ass fucking naked i've i have seen a dude butt ass fucking naked running down the side of a three lane oh that guy had a hard day well it wasn't hard but he was having a day the other piece of trivia about the scene which is fantastic is the writer tom tom farmer plays you act like i would know (laughs) i don't know no i don't because i don't even know the writer who wrote this, he wrote this scene, gets to have sex with the girl. <laughs> That's the most dude thing I think he's I've like, ever yeah, I'm gonna heard. Fuck this really pretty girl. Right? Like, he's the writer and he gets to pick. Like, I can imagine being in the audition room is like, mm, no, too small. No, <laughs> too big. Good God. Also, for the record, the reason that she chases him out with a gun is because he was making a sex tape without her consent and do not fucking do that. Oh, no. Don't be doing that, babies. That's illegal. Oh, number one, it's, that's illegal. Number one, it's awful. Number two, it's illegal. So. Yeah, that's rude. Now, sex tapes, when you both consent, go for it, babes. Have fun. I could never. I don't want to. That's not my thing. I just, I don't want to see myself in that way. <laughs> Mirrors can be hot. 
but t- tapes, I would just be like, oh, no, why did I do that? Oh, no, why did That's I do exactly, that? That's exactly. I would just. I'm a Virgo. I would just like over process. Over, yeah, exactly. It'd be like, no, no, no. Yeah, I, it would be weeks before my husband could touch me again. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it would just be detrimental to the relationship. Speaking of sex, I'm gonna go ahead and take our only witch break. I know Yay. it's early. Okay, Valentine's Day, which is let's go the pagan route because once again the Christians ruined it. Actually, I'm kind of glad they ruined this one. This is called Lupercalia. Okay. Which, if you've seen The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, they have a whole episode on Lupercalia. Uh, I love I that show. I need to finish it. Hey, lost interest. Uh, the writing got kind of lazy I at did, one point. No, um, that's what I did. I stopped watching it after, like, the second season. Uh, so Lupercalia is actually February 15th, not the 14th, and the Christians took St. Valentine, who was a real person, who was prosecuted by the church, and they were just like, let's make him a saint and let's replace this. Apparently, Valentine, real St. Valentine's Day is supposed to be in May. We know that because Jeffrey Chaucer was writing about the birds coming and finding mates on St. Valentine's Day, which could not possibly be in February in England because it's cold as fuck. Yeah, for real. Apparently it was May, but they changed it. And they've done this before because there's also a festival of St. Walpurga, which is the night before Beltane, which we'll talk about when we talk about Beltane. Somehow I'm going to work it in. We'll figure it out. The church is always picking up saints and putting them where they don't belong, you know, like days all over the place. So St. Valentine's Day, they did it the day before Lupercalia. Lupercalia is like a three-day festival, or it can be. This is the shit they do on Lupercalia. This is a, This is wild. There's evidence that they would run the street, roam around naked, okay, as pagans do. Out. They would sacrifice a goat. Oh, okay. Checks out. Pagans. And actually, Romans weren't typically sacrificing goats, but they did this specifically for Lupercalia, which they don't even really know what Lupercalia was for. It potentially is the festival to honor the wolf mother of Romulus and Remus. I feel like I recognize those names, but I don't know why. Romulus and Remus are the twins who like rome was built after that's why it's called rome oh okay right (laughs) they were twins abandoned and they had a wolf mother and suckled from the wolf mother and stuff they were literally raised by wolves as one is they think that's what lupercalia might be but what they do with the sacrificed goat they take strips of the goat flesh and they this gets better they smack women with it to make them more fertile what the fuck it doesn't logically make any sense. Okay. I'm trying to process it. I'm just... So, if you want to celebrate Lupercalia, which is... It is more of a pagan sacrifices to the gods and things like that. And in fact, actually, today is Imbolc, which is a festival of St. Bridget, who... That's where spring cleaning comes from. Mm-hmm. But for uh, Lupercalia, February 15th, uh, sacrifices to the gods, meat, honey, chocolate, wine... You know, typical Valentine's Day things. <laughs> Except you don't get it, the gods do, which sounds like bullshit to me. Yeah, I don't like that. I like I like eating my own my own food. Once again, I'm a really bad pagan. <laughs> I'm not a pagan, so that helps. Actually I'm more inclined to make a plate for my ancestors and leave that out for them as opposed to the gods. Because I'm not even consistent with the gods that I work with but lighting red candles because they're good for sexy times because lupercalia was also a festival of lots and lots of sex because why else would you whip a woman with goat flesh to make her fertile and then not have sex with her so that she could become with child i mean that's the whole reason to become fertile i mean i don't understand why that wouldn't be an option i mean i feel have you seen the michael bolton valentine's day special um no i have not ma'am it's incredible, but the whole point of it is to for Michael Bolton to sing a love song to get enough babies born in time for Christmas so that Santa can make toys for the children. So it's the same idea. Sex equals babies, so why not? Have a wild sex party and whip your girlfriend with some goat flesh. That's disturbing. Consent is everything. If she consents to being whipped with the goat flesh, I think we've taken he, this too far, honestly. Anyway, light a bunch of red candles. That's a good way to celebrate Lubricalia without involving any goats. Just wear red. Have some sex and some red underwear. R- light some red candles. There you go. Lubricalia. Red. It's passion, baby. And V is wearing a nice orange today with a nice orange It's, it's actually red. Is it? It looks red. orange on the screen. It looks like a nice coral. It's the lighting. I'm disturbed. The shade is called Lamborghini. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
So now we're back in one of the hotel rooms. A woman comes into the room looking for her dog and the miner kills her in a very brutal way. He grabs um, the naked woman. What's her name in the, the movie? Irene. He grabs Irene out from under the bed. He kills her. It's a pretty good scene in terms of like horror killing, honestly. This is my favorite part of the movie. Oh, wow. Harshly disagree. But he guts her and takes out her heart. And puts it in a box of chocolates. Puts it in a box of chocolates. This is the same as the 1981 version, actually. Boxes of bloody hearts all over the place. So Tom had left after the massacre. We learn he ran away. Um, No one knew where he went. And then she went and married Axel. So in the 81 version, <laughs> no one's married. My goodness, you got to stop referencing the 81 I, I told you. I told you that I would, and I apologize in advance. And you said you wanted to know about it, damn it. I want points, but not the whole thing, because this is going to take <laughs> us three hours if you give us I'm not going to go point by point. I'm just saying that the same characters, so Axel and TJ, he's called in the 81 version, they do hate each other, and Axel is with Sarah. And Sarah is cheating on him with TJ, but she won't tell him. And they have a big old fight, like fist fight. Okay. In front of everyone. Okay. I would. Like- it's better. Okay. So. Um, wow. I don't know what to say. I've never seen it. I don't know how to help that. Act- it's better than just staring at each other and screaming. Yeah. They point out that Harry Warden's body, the killer, has never been found. So it could be. Ooh. Um, <laughs> Axel knows that Sarah wants, I said Jensen, Sarah wants Tom. Um, however, we find out that the videotape of the murders shows that Tom was there. This be, they, they let this go, but this is huge. My original theory, I thought definitely it was Jensen. I'm just going to call him Jensen. That killed the trucker guy because he was being a dick. But with a pickaxe? Well, Okay, I mean, you take what's available to you. His dad was a minor. He's probably just got that shit on hand, you know? Well, he was technically a minor as well. I know. But I thought he, like, killed him out of a sense of justice, maybe. Oh, okay. But then he proceeded to kill everybody else that was at the hotel. So that theory went out the window. Oh, okay. I get what you're saying. Tom wants to go down into the mines to confront Harry Warden. However, the I call him the miner because I don't know if he's Harry or who he is, but the miner attacks Tom and locks him in a cage in the bait where they keep their gear. He locks him in there. The miner kills the guy who took Tom down there with a pickaxe. I said in a cool shot, the miner kills the other guy by kicking the pickaxe back at him. I thought that was okay. Cool. I didn't think that was cool. That was pretty. That was like a Mortal Kombat kill. Actually, I kind of liked it. So, remember earlier how we said that Jensen's the killer, Tom is the killer? That's why this scene is fucking weird. I still don't think it makes sense. This is like malignant levels of like, I'm witnessing the murder, but it's actually me. Okay, nothing is as bad as mine. This is worse. <gasps> this, is, this is worse. No way. Just, it doesn't get a pass just because it's a hot dude. No, it does not get a pass just because it's hot, dude. This turn was way better because it was so obvious she was doing it in Malignant. No, it wasn't. I thought it was. What? How was it obvious? You did not even talk about that at all in the Malignant episode. Well, after watching it three times now, I'm completely offended by the entire movie. Uh, of course it's obvious when you know the twist. But she was the only one there. Just because you witness something psychologically doesn't mean you're physically present. Oh, I didn't think that the psychological thing was real, which it wasn't. Well, well, this is even more ridiculous because he somehow gets pushed into this. They show it at the end. He walked himself. Yeah, but like this scene, he gets pushed in. Yeah, he locks himself in there. But like the way they show it in real time in the movie is Harry just pushes him in there and stares at him. And you're like, why isn't he getting killed? But literally all strangers are. It makes sense in the end, though. It does, but it's bad. Hard to disagree. So mm. I'm not saying it's not cheesy. I'm just saying I don't think it's, like, poorly done. Mm. I pointed out that it is obvious physically it's not Harry because they look completely different. Like, their bodies look completely different. Um, the only similarity is that they're in that mask. <laughs> He's on screen for like five seconds. How do you know? Because I like a skinny man and he's skinny. Jensen Ackles is not skinny. Okay, but in that 
he's not the guy who plays him. Actually, I looked it up. I know it's not. Exactly. <laughs> Wait, are you talking about just like actor wise? Yeah. It's a different well, no. it's a different dude than that was there earlier. Yeah, I think that's kind of shitty. Yeah, I agree. I think it should have been the same guy. Just he's too. Is he too pretty to hide his face behind a mask? Oh, I just like some. Whoa. I just like continuity as a Virgo. I just really like continuity. No, I agree. Yeah, that's that is really stupid. Like just like <laughs> I don't want to say man up, but I'm not thinking of another phrase. Like just do do your job, Jensen, and just put oh, the goddamn that has mask on. To do with it being Jensen, I think because there were scenes that they were both in, they couldn't have him do it. Not really. Okay, anyway. That's kind of the whole shtick, isn't it? This is the one time that that happens. Okay, anyway. So, the other (laughs) So, other miners, they finally come, and the bad miner runs off. I am personally turned on by Jensen Ackles finally being able to swear, and he says fucking, and... Personally turned on, because he was on... That's a dude. He was on the CW, so he couldn't swear, so... Supernatural was on the CW and yeah. it, it's like been going on for like a long it went ass on time. For like 15 seasons. Holy fuck. Yeah, it's a great show. Wow. So Tom now doesn't want to sell the mine. He expresses he doesn't want to. He's screaming in the hospital about it, by the way, like getting patched up by a nurse. <laughs> well, he realizes he doesn't want to sell, but Axel's not happy about that. He just pops out of nowhere. <laughs> he just- Steps from behind the hospital curtain. <laughs> like, like so dramatic. And he's like, why not? <laughs> I mean, it's so bad. It's bad. It's very cheesy. Axel steps in and says that his dad and Tom's dad and then Ben and the former sheriff all killed Harry Warden and buried him 10 years ago. So when they chased after him, supposedly they did actually get him, kill him and bury him. Okay. So they go back to see where the body was buried and it has been dug up and there is no body. I will say this is a red herring. The deputy who is this very handsome dude, he's tall and skinny obviously, was in the mine and he won't say why he was there. So it's kind of a shady red herring. And that's literally the last time he's in the movie, though. No, he's like, in, he doesn't he's in appear. there a little bit when they're, like, on the phone. He's, like, on the phone. He's just... Oh, yeah. yeah. It's nothing It's nothing of importance. Um, yeah. So, Axel thinks that Tom uh, killed the man in the mine. He did. Hmm. He's Unfortunately, Axel's right. He's an asshole. <laughs> he, like, punches shit. He's an asshole. Um, Axel's also a gaslighter. Like he's got yes. a pregnant, he's got a pregnant mistress, and he is ta- he is like always yelling at his wife Sarah because her boyfriend from ten years ago just shows back up in town, and he's like, "Huh, you miss you him? Loved him more, me, me, right? Me, me, me. He's the love of your life. I found this picture on your dresser. It's like, yeah, I mean, I feel like if my random boyfriend came back into town." I'd probably be looking at some memories, too. That's normal human fucking behavior. Yeah, I agree with you. He's not happy that Tom is going to stay in town. They have this tussle, a nice fight. Like Um, a police interrogation style. Yes. Tussle. However, a witness does confirm that Tom was stuck in the cage when they found the minor who was murdered. So they decide to let him off. Tom wants to find Harry Warden. He's, like, very determined that he's going to go find the guy who's doing this. Tom is struggling to go back into the mine where he was originally attacked back in the first part of the movie. And he's taking medicine. Which, I will say, I have a real problem with this movie. Stigmatizing mental health and medication. So, (sighs) Yeah, it's not. It happens so much. Like, Michael Myers in Halloween, like, escapes from a mental institution. It's a very real trope but it bothers me every time yeah it's a weird problem because like you want to create an interesting villain with a weird backstory but like saying that they're mentally deranged or mentally ill even is like not a good excuse like that's why freddy krueger has always been a favorite of mine because he's literally like he has no reason yeah yeah he's just a huge dick michael myers i mean he killed his sister as a child, but then they kept him in a mental institution so he, like, for But he years. was already fucked up. Like, he right. killed his kid. Yeah. Right. He he was a kid. So he was a kid, and he was been in a mental institution since he was, like, a six-year-old child. But, like, Tom, 
was Tom a goddamn went through adult. this horrific experience of watching his friends get murdered. Yeah. Him almost being murdered. Then he, at some point, he might have lived a few years. He might not have. He goes into a mental institution for seven out of ten years and comes out a murderer. Like, that's... Yeah. So I think what they're trying to say is that his experience turned him into a murderer, like, broke something in him, which is completely possible. Like, that is a thing. But it's extreme. This is very extreme. I almost said, very stupidly, is this another problem that's solved with therapy? Well, yeah, if you're in a mental institution, you're under constant therapy. Like, eh, not necessarily good therapy. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it really depends upon the kind of facility that you're in, which is very sad. Very sad. Very sad. Tom does go to the mine. He sees a headlamp in the distance, and then he ends up following it to Axel's dad's cabin. This part Um, went way over my head. I wrote Old House, so it went over my head, too. But it is that same cabin that he took his mistress to a while ago. Yeah, this whole middle part of the movie between, like, the hospital and then the grocery store scene, I've, like, got no memory of it because I thought it was that boring. Okay, so Ben hears noises in his house. Harry, like I said Harry, but the miner attacks him and after a struggle pushes him in, he pushes the man physically into the pickaxe through his eye, which was pretty brutal. It was kind of sad. It was kind of sad. I don't know. This this character is weird. This character has a really bad backstory. Like, he knows Tom from the mines. And he said, your dad and I protected those men. And, like, a lot of the things he says makes absolutely no sense. Like, they had a a story fleshed out that they just cut down. Yeah, I think they probably just cut it down. Yeah. I mean, just eliminate that character. I think there was a whole story between Ben, the sheriff, and... Uh, Tom's dad that wasn't ever fleshed out. Mm. I really think after the ending of this movie, I think they thought there'd be more stories. I think they They, thought there'd be more movies. They actually had pitched two weeks before the movie came out. They pitched something to Lionsgate, which is the the studio that produced it. And after the movie did poorly because they did it in 3D, which is going to eliminate a lot of your audience automatically. Yeah. Um, because some people just can't watch 3D stuff because it's it's painful for them to watch, like physically. Yeah, they they uh they didn't get the deal. So yeah, they had a second script written. Where were we? Ben has been cut open and his heart is also gone. Yay. So Sarah and Megan are now closing up the grocery store. Oh but yeah, we didn't mention that Megan, Axel's mistress, works for his wife. Oh yeah. He works with Sarah. I think Sarah's supposed to be like a manager. So her parents own the grocery store. That's why she works there. Gotcha. Yeah, so it's like a family business that she stayed in, which is cute. Eh, whatever. So they hear noises. The miner is there. The lights go out. They get chased back into the, like, um, I would say, like, the back room, the manager's room. They try to escape out the window, but Harry grabs, or I should keep saying Harry, the miner grabs Megan. Because it's not Harry. (laughs) It's not Harry. Um, Axel arrives. Miraculously, Axel arrives. They find that Megan has been sliced open with her heart cut out in the back alley, and it says above her, be mine forever. (sighs) And this is where... Patrick and I gotten into an got into an argument about who the killer was because he watched it with me, and he's like, "It's Tom." I said, "No, it's Axel." He had a very convenient. I thought way. it was Axel too. I totally thought it was Axel because first of all, he gives off skeet vibes from Scream. I don't remember Billy. Is his name Billy? The actor's name is Skeet. The main guy. Yeah, the guy who ends up being the killer in Scream. I mean, there's two. Yeah, I know, but like the boyfriend. Like the gaslighting, whole the whole gaslighting thing, the skeevy vibes showing up just in time to save her, all that bullshit. Okay, I got what you're saying. Yeah, he had major Billy Skeet vibes. I think it was Billy. I think it was Billy. I think you're right. I know the actor's name was Skeet. Also, again, convenient way to get a, get rid of his baby mama. <laughs> it also, really is. 
It really, really is. Did you think the original concept for this back in 1981 was like looking at Valentine's things and seeing be mine for Valentine's things and be like, what if the killer was a minor? I never even thought about that. I guarantee you that's how that happened. Someone got high and was like, what if he was a minor? (laughs) I truly never thought about that. Cool. I totally thought you were going to roll your eyes at me. <laughs> when no, I said that's that. funny. I don't think it has anything to do with it. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> Sarah makes it clear that she's known that Axel has been having sex with Megan. I'm not um, stupid, Axel. The minor comes in now to Axel and Sarah's house and kills the babysitter. And now it's the movie Halloween. <laughs> The cop and former sheriff go to check out the house because the former sheriff's like, he's in there. I don't know how he knows he's in there. but he's Patrick was very there. bothered by the fact that the guy just shows up. And I was like, it's, I like, mean, yeah. it's like the psychologist guy in Halloween who's just trying to follow Michael Myers' every move to try and save people. That was my explanation. Yeah. Yeah. So the miner kills the former sheriff. He shanks him. Ooh, no. With the pickaxe. Pickaxe to the lower jaw, and it's really brutal. Rips it out. Yeah, he yeah. rips his jaw out. Oh, oh, and the babysitter is in the dryer. She's inside of the dryer. Oh, I didn't notice machine. that. Yes, and that's actually an homage. That's actually a murder that happens in the 1981 version, too. Someone is stuffed into a dryer and melted. Tom doesn't think that the miner is Harry Warden anymore. So well, he wants to take, well, well. Well, well, well. He wants to take Sarah to Axel's cabin. Or I guess Axel's dad's cabin. Tom thinks Axel is the murderer. And Axel thinks Tom is the murderer. So it's all up in the air at this point. We're not sure which one of them is the murderer. That's an excitement you only get from watching this the first time. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't want to watch it again. I don't no. care to watch this movie again. Oh, I watched it. The second time I watched it, I was just like, wow, this is boring. <sighs> well, once you know the twist, there's really no point. A good movie is when it's still good, even if you know the twist. Like, The Sixth Sense is still fit. Okay, but you know the twist in it, right? Yes. Unfortunately, that's why I haven't seen it, because I know how it ends. That was spoiled for me from fucking Scrubs, Okay. But yeah, Scrubs spoiled The Sixth Sense for me. And I was like, well, I want to watch it and see how they reveal it and how they do it. And I still thought it was a fantastic movie. So my whole thing since then is I don't mind, for the most part, I don't mind if something is spoiled for me. Because if it's still good. Now, this is not an invitation for everybody to come spoil shit for me. I will find you. (laughs) And I will shut you up. Do not spoil for Kylie, especially. Kylie does not take that well (laughs) even though we're spoilers on this show yeah but if you're listening to the episode you know in advance that we're gonna spoil it yeah so this is when we're revealed tom has been in a mental institution for the past seven years Mm -hmm. sarah gets a call from axel and she apparently trusts axel more than tom so she crashes the car and escapes to axel's cabin it makes sense that she trusts axel more because she's been married married to him yeah and yeah yeah, and he's been gone. I did note, though, that him, them being driving in the car and her potentially being in the car with the killer was very Friday the 13th. Do you remember that scene? Mm-hmm. Friday the 13th? Mm-hmm. I'm like, they're, they're making homages all over the place here. They are. So she gets to the cabin. She finds a heart-shaped box, the one that Megan had given Axel. And inside of that, there's a picture of Sarah and Tom. Ooh. (gasps) She then opens some cabinets. She's freaking out. She finds an avalanche of heart-shaped boxes. And I want to know how many many murders was this guy planning on being able to do over Valentine's Day. Seriously. We now now know why that there were that many because it was a setup. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Tom was setting him up. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> He's trying. To, Tom's trying to win over Sarah. So, or or the other option is that Tom, in his Harry Warden phase, in his mindset, is using that cabin, which is also very plausible. Yes, I think that is absolutely true, and I think he was collecting some of those boxes. I think he meant he intended those boxes to be for murder victim, victims. But yeah, exactly. I think, yeah. I think it was overreaching. Like he set a goal way too high because there was at least 100 <laughs> boxes there. Yeah, there were. 
It Overachiever. Was, it was for effect. <laughs> he was having a Capricorn moment, okay? <laughs> <laughs> the miner shows up and she goes, Axel, and then he starts attacking. Um, <laughs> she she makes so- it out of the house. Watch it if you want a pretty decent chase scene. This whole movie has some pretty decent, like, action. The murders are good, and the, yeah, and the chase scenes are pretty good. Like, the grocery store scene was actually pretty good. It was. But. It reminded me of the show Fear Street. Did you ever watch that on Netflix? Nope. Oh, it's pretty good. It's a three-part movie series. Um, One is in present day. One is in, the like, 20 years before like the 80s or something and then one is in the 1700s or 1600s that sounds intriguing Um, they use they use the same actors they're all teenagers though Oh, like american horror story yeah but it's they're all teenagers but they're all linked so okay cool so sarah makes it to the mine eventually axel appears and sarah steals axel's gun and accuses him of being the killer tom then shows up So she's like threatening to shoot both of them, trying to figure out who the killer is. And Axel's like, just shoot both of us. And I was like, he's doing the Solomon technique, you know, where he's like, well, I'll just split the baby in half. Yeah, that's true. You're right. That is the Solomon technique. If you don't know what I'm referencing, there is a story. Good for you if you don't know what she's referencing. There's a story in the Bible where two women come to King Solomon with a baby and they're like, it's my baby. No, it's my baby. And he's like, well, let's cut the baby in half and you can each have a half. He found out who the real mom was because she wanted to spare the baby. So Axel's trying the same technique. Yeah, you're right. He totally is. So unfortunately, Tom gives up his hand because he knows that Megan... Axel's mistress is dead. Um, and there's no way he would have known that unless he was the killer. Oh, no. So now we see Tom hallucinate. He's seeing Harry behind Sarah. Sorry, forgot her name for a minute. Wanted to call her Megan. Sorry. Um, Tom, they're such basic white girl names. I can't. I can't I'm it. sure Axel had the exact same situation. Seriously. He probably had the same problem. I don't know how cheaters do it. Wouldn't you accidentally call, like, I still accidentally call Evan Matt sometimes. Not to his face, but, like, in in stories, I'll be like, Matt, nope, sorry, Evan. Like, because you're used to talking about someone. Right. I don't know how you do it. It's not worth it, guys. Don't cheat on your spouses. Um, or or anybody, really. Like, if you're just done with that person, do the nice, decent thing. And Oh, by spouse, I meant, like, anyone. Just don't cheat on people. Oh, yeah, your partner. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tom hallucinates. He sees Harry coming at him. And then there's this whole very dramatic scene where you see all of the things Tom did as the killer all along. So I think he's supposed to have some kind of split personality. Like, I don't think he's supposed to have known that he was the killer all along. Um, However, he is. Which is weird because, like, he knows that Megan is dead. But, like, Tom wouldn't know that. Only Harry. It's not. It's not well done. It's It's not not well well done. So Axel and Tom have a fist fight. <laughs> I just hope everyone knows that I like punch something. She was doing um, the moves. <laughs> Tom stabs Axel like through the gut, which I think would have killed him. But it, it's a movie, so it didn't. Sarah shoots at Tom a few times. And at the last time it hits like a gas tank, which explodes. I love that Axel very dramatically tells her, don't miss, even though she's probably never shot a gun. Except this, this time. I feel like if I was the wife of a cop, I would at least know how to... I If there was a gun in my house, I would know how to shoot it and take care of it. It's such a stupid-ass thing to say, don't miss, though. Like, yeah, aren't you was. jinxing very... somebody at that yeah. point? Don't miss. You have one gun. I almost said one gun left. You have one bullet left. It's just very dramatic, but, like, in terms of, like, witchcraft, I think it just It just also shows how little I know about guns. I'm like, one gun left. Oh, boy. Don't like them. Anyway, what were you saying about witchcraft? I was just saying that, like, it's the opposite of a spell. Like, if you tell somebody, like, don't fuck this up, like, you're actually kind of cursing them. Ah, uh, 100%. You're jinxing them, at least. Well, the jinx is a curse. It's just That's another true. word for a curse. There you go. I, I found a way to put more witchcraft into this episode. You did. That was I, impressive. I'm We've incredible. been kind of lacking in the last few, so good job. <laughs> We're, so the whole mine collapses, right? Rescue workers find Tom still alive, a rescue worker. 
and unfortunately, Tom kills him and steals his uniform. With our last 3D effect, which is Tom's face on one side of the goggles and the bloody pickaxe on the other. It was a lot. So Sarah It was a and- lot. Yes, Sarah and Axel do survive. They're taken out. They say they love each other. We're just going to ignore the fact Axel impregnated someone else. Tom escapes in the rescue worker's uniform, and that is the end of the movie. And we never got a sequel. Thank God. I mean, I would have watched it. I would watch anything Jensen Ackles is in, though. Yeah, I know, but, like, it's not enough to be a loyalist to the actor. I'm just saying that doesn't make the movie good, which it didn't in this I enjoy, case. No, but I enjoy, I mean, as a slasher, I enjoyed it as much as I enjoy most slashers. Like, I was fine with it. So let me go ahead and spoil the 1981 version, which is oh, fantastic so and still worth watching. Okay. So in the Jens- 1980... Jensen and I are watching. The 1981 version, Axel is actually the killer. Oh, that's what I wanted! I know, I wanted it too. And the reason is that Harry Warden killed Axel's dad in front of him, and Axel hid under the bed to avoid being killed himself when he was a very small child. I like that so much more. I know. The 1981 version is better on so many levels, and that might be the best one. Also, the 1981 version has its own folk song. Okay, well, I don't care about that so much. I care more about the fact that the ending was better. I'm just saying the world building in the 1981 version is better. Okay. So, that's it, guys. I have tarot cards. Who are you going to pull for? I think I'm going to pull one for the relationship between Axel and Sarah. And one for the relationship between Harry and Jensen. I mean, Tom. Oh, okay. Like his <laughs> you know, his brain twin. You know. Yeah. If, if, if he's the Annabelle, not the Annabelle. What the fuck was her name? The Malignant. Her, yeah, he's the Malignant. Like, this movie is such a cross between Malignant and Dawson's Creek, and it didn't turn out well in either way. It is Malignant's Creek. All right. So, for Axel and Sarah, we got the... I think this is the page. I'm pulling from the Ludi Lesko Tarot, which is, I believe it is a Low Scarabeo. Yes, it is a Low Scarabeo uh, publication. So you can find that on their website, probably on Amazon as well. The Ludi Lesko Tarot is very moody and very sexy. There are lots of boobies. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I actually learned how to read on this deck. Um, part of part oh, of it. Fun. Yeah, I had a friend that I was learning with, and this was the deck I used to read for her, and she was kind of my only person I was reading for, so I use this deck a lot. Okay, so we have the Page of Wands in a very, uh, very Dracula-looking sort of scene. Yes, it is very Dracula. So it's this guy knocking on the door, and there's a mysterious hand coming out. There's like a, uh, like a devil's horns for the knocker, and he's got a red book in his hand, and then the other card is the Five of Swords, and the Five of Swords is about... A conflict that no one ever really wins, which makes sense because Axel's free of his mistress. That doesn't necessarily mean their marriage is resolved, okay? Yes, 100%. Uh, But the Page of Wands is about um, rekindling passion. The page is kind of a newbie. Um, There's an innocence to the page. So I feel like if they kind of work through their shit, they could probably fix their marriage. But he's got to learn to stop gaslighting so much. And that's not in the tarot cards. That's just me being like, he an ass. But I think that they, yeah, it doesn't, it, it's kind of like, these, like this other card looks very bleak. This one is kind of like, he's knocking on the door, like, let me in. He's it's kind a of little, hopeful, yeah. It's a little, it's a little hopeful, a little auspicious. It really depends on what they do next. I think that they could acknowledge it, try to work on it. It doesn't seem like Sarah's super bothered by the fact that he's fucking her employee, because yeah. uh, why wouldn't she confront him if she knew this whole time? They're an interesting couple. It doesn't seem, I don't know. I feel it like doesn't make much sense, but that's it, just me personally. It doesn't. I mean, I feel like part of it might be because they have a kid together. Um, she makes a lot of compromises. That could be it. Mm. Also, it's a small town and he's the sheriff and she is like working at a family run grocery store. There could be a lot there. All things you could explore if this had been a television series, you know? <laughs> All right. Let's pull something for Harry and Tom. They're only missing Dick. Tom, Dick, and Harry. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I know. I know. It's bad. It's bad. All right. Jensen has plenty of Dick. Don't worry about it. Ha! Okay. It's the Three of Wands. The Three of Wands is about 
kind of turning over a new leaf, kind of going on a new adventure, which makes sense because he's escaped, he escaped the mine. Yeah. In this card, her back is turned, and it looks like she's kind of pulled some things out of a toy chest because there's some dolls lying around. That's um, a dude, honey. No, it's a girl. Okay. Actually, this deck is very androgynous, so it's a they. This it's person. You never it's, know. Yeah, there's a lot of androgyny in this deck. Like, I've pulled kings before and thought they were queens just by the way they look. The artwork is stunning in this. But, yeah, it's kind of about, you know, making making a new way. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Let me pull one more because that seems very up in the air. Okay, this is the King of Cups. So dealing with the emotions, dealing with the running away. Um, the only way that Tom is going to fix his shit is if he actually faces his problems. I don't know if that's something he already tried to do, being in seven years of a mental institution. Um, there's an owl in this card, too, for wisdom. He's really got to get his shit together. I always say the King of Cups is the, like, get your shit together card because it's about your head and your heart. Those two things got to work together. Okay. Mm, I don't like it. Thank you for reading for us, V. Yeah. I'm not happy about this. I have a bad feeling. Even though we'll never get to see what happened because there's no sequel. I was going to say, I think you're okay because there is no sequel. (laughs) Yeah, that's the end of it. (laughs) Um, Can I ask you, V, what we're covering next week? (gasps) Is Kate and Leopold? I'm seen it once and it was a long time ago so i'm excited uh, to watch it again i loved it when i was a kid hugh jackman and meg ryan what else could you want nothing in a rom-com that's pretty much it kate and leopold is streaming on hbo max if you have it or of course it's available for rent but uh it deals with time travel which is our magical element which um i'm not even sure how i'm gonna incorporate that into witch breaks but boy i will find it if anything there will be history breaks if anything, we'll find a way. Follow us at Witch Theater with an R-E. And please go listen to our previous episodes. We really appreciate it. Follow me at The Archivist Witch on Instagram. And follow V at... I am at Mystical Millennial on Instagram. And this week's code word is pickaxe. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good code word. Okay, guys. Uh, we love you. And we will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Don't Bye. go into any mines. Avoid the no mines. No mines. Avoid the mines. Bye. Stay above ground.